You're listening to episode 48 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena, the author of Widowed. This podcast is brought to you by Joanne the Life Coach Podcast Productions. These are real stories and real experiences of widowhood, both my own story and the stories of many other widows I've known and worked with as a life coach. If you're shopping on Amazon.com this holiday season, you can help support this podcast by going there through my affiliate link. It won't cost you a penny more for the things you buy on Amazon, but Amazon throws a few cents my way to help support the podcast. Just go there through joannethelifecoach.com slash Amazon and make that your Amazon link. Thank you so much. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. We are approaching Christmas and a tough time of year as a widow. In my book, I wrote about landmark days in grief, all the different anniversaries, large and small, that click by on the calendar. That first birthday alone. Fourth of July, when he's not there to watch fireworks with you. The day each year that was for the two of you together, a special anniversary, maybe your wedding anniversary or the day you first met. These dates can be so painful to experience after your spouse has died, right? The holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever your holiday celebration are, all those days. Thanksgiving was always very special to Jim and I. We knew each other over the internet for a couple years, but the first time we actually spent time together was the week of Thanksgiving. He bravely whisked me off to Macy's in Manhattan to fulfill a childhood dream of mine of actually being there at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I grew up in California and never dreamed I would be in New York City for that parade. There in New York City, I decided I would cook a Thanksgiving turkey in the tiny, tiny New York condo kitchen. If you've never lived in New York City, let me describe Think coat closet. <laughs> if you've ever watched Seinfeld, that was a New York City huge dream kitchen. All the apartments have two-way intercom on the wall by the door to buzz people into your building. I did not see one New York apartment with a kitchen as big as the one on Seinfeld, which is not a big kitchen. I'm sure they exist, Penthouses must have reasonable sized kitchens, but not all the apartments and condos I ever walked into. But in this tiny hallway of a kitchen, I turned out a stuffed turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans, deviled eggs, pumpkin pie. I kid you not. It was like a New York City miracle. I pulled an entire Thanksgiving dinner out that we sat down to. And, um, after we were married, Thanksgiving was like ours, just for us. We kept that holiday just for the two of us, and we gave thanks for having each other. It was our favorite meal, our favorite holiday. 
And it is with huge gratitude to my daughter and her husband that I did not have to face Thanksgiving alone that first year. They flew out to New York. They're from the West Coast. And they came out here to have Thanksgiving with me. And having them under my roof and someone to cook that turkey for made all the difference. Yeah, I quietly shed a few tears and I knew Jim was there with me. This year, I jumped on a plane and flew west out to my daughter's. They just bought their first house, and I knew she would want to cook Thanksgiving at her home. Um, I could tell how far I had come, not just across the country, but across the last 23 months from one Thanksgiving to the next, and there were no tears this year. In fact, there was a lot of acceptance and peace something I will share with you on my closing episode for this year as I close out my second year as a widow and the enormous shift that I've experienced. How did all of you fare over Thanksgiving? You know, I thought of all of you. I really did. I wondered who had friends or families to join for the holiday, who was spending it completely alone. My advice for your next Thanksgiving or the upcoming Christmas, New Year's, find someone, anyone to share it with. There are far more people in your community than you can imagine spending the holiday alone. Right? Honor some old traditions. Give a nod to something that you and your spouse had always done together. Don't let yourself spiral down into self-pity. I know it's easier said than done sometimes. One widow recalled how she felt during the Christmas after her husband's death, saying, little mattered to me. I didn't want to hear carols. I didn't want to be cheered up. I didn't want to look at perky Christmas cards. I wanted the same thing I've wanted every day for eight months, the strength to force myself out of bed in the morning to brush my teeth and to eat. But being alone doesn't have to equal lonely. I found a lot of suggestions out there on the net on how do you cope with Christmas loneliness. Some of those are spend time with people, especially positive ones who lift your spirits. You know, if you have a family member who is always Debbie Downer and makes you feel like crap to begin with, that's not the person you want to spend your holiday with, especially if it's your first holiday after having had your spouse pass away. But find some positive people to spend time with during this season. You'll be grateful for their cheer. Get yourself out amongst them or invite a few people over just for some hot spiced wine or some warm cider with you one evening. Just a little Christmas get together. Start tackling some exercise. If you don't work out, and you don't have to go to the gym and work out, but if you're in a place where you can get outside to walk a little bit each day, pumping blood can help clear your mind and lift your spirits. It, you know, if you are really crashing into that deep, dark depression, doing something active will actually start to lift it. Of course, eat right. You know, there's a lot of sugar out there during the holidays, and it's lovely stuff. <laughs> but sugar, although it can pick you up, it will also crash you right back down again, emotionally. 
lights on. Now, this suggestion I saw on the internet said enjoy sunlight outdoors if possible. I'm looking out my windows right now going, yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm in the Northeast and we get dark by four in the afternoon. And this is the time of year when the sun is really kind of gone. It, I think the 21st is officially solstice when this days start getting longer again. So we don't have a lot of sunlight out there, but brighten up your house. You know, turn on some extra lights. Stop being so darn frugal. Leave the light on in the kitchen until you go to bed. Something to brighten up your home. And if you can, bring yourself to drag out some Christmas lights, some blue Hanukkah lights, whatever you do. String around your house, even if you're not up for putting up a whole tree. Get some lights inside. It will really pick up your spirits. Budget your gift spending. Try to stick with the budget. But definitely, you need to get out there and buy something nice for yourself. Now, buying something nice for yourself really depends on how you're doing financially. And I know as widows, we all think we're right around the corner from being a bag lady, no matter how well off or how financially disastrous it has become because our spouse has passed away. But buying something nice for yourself doesn't mean you have to go out and buy $800 earrings. Sometimes just treating yourself to a new lipstick is awesome. Sometimes picking up a little trinket bracelet that's $10, $15 is awesome. Buy something nice for you. Do you know what I bought? And it wasn't expensive at all. I was at the grocery store and I saw they always have the bottles of sparkling cider this time of year as we get closer to New Year's and all that. And this was a nice bottle of sparkling cider and cherry juice together. It's like a cherry cider. And I thought, you know, I think I'd like some of that in the house treat myself at the end of the year. I'm not a big champagne person, but I will certainly open up this bottle of sparkling cider and pour myself a glass. It's just something nice to have for me. So treat yourself a little better. Get together with somebody that you can openly talk to about your feelings. You don't want to keep them bottled up all inside. If you have a friend who's really good about listening without being judgmental, that's great. Or find a coach like me that you can talk to. Get out there, maybe volunteer, give to others. Buy an unwrapped toy to drop off in, in one of the toy collection locations in your community. Just little things like that. When you do something like that, it gives like this burst of dopamine in your brain. It's like, um, gosh, it's like taking a drug. And it, it just changes your body chemistry to be lighter and happier when you've given to others. You can seek counsel. Uh, if you have a church in your community that you feel connected to, you can find someone at that church to ask for help, get some advice. It's a good time to develop spiritual roots. If you're not a deeply spiritual person, the time around your particular holiday that you grew up with is really a time when you can get back in touch with those spiritual roots. I was raised Catholic. 
Now, as an adult, I've not made Sundays my weekly practice. Yet walking into a church for a service on Christmas Eve is still so very beautiful and uplifting to me. It feels like magic. It feels like the Christmas miracle. Even if you can just spend some time in thought and meditation. Now, as for decorating your house, it can be tough. If you have kids at home, or if you have grown kids who will be coming, maybe get them to help get the decorations out and put them up especially if you just don't have the heart for it at all this year. And you can tell them, you know, I really don't have the heart to do this. It's breaking my heart. But I would love if you would like to put up a few of the Christmas decorations, drag out some of the Christmas things. You'll feel better with a wreath on the door. I know it was really hard that first Christmas after Jim had passed away. Christmas is awfully close to the anniversary of his death. So that it really becomes a doubly difficult kind of time of year. Just going through the decorations and the ornament box was almost more than I could take. I wept a lot. I won't kid you. I wept a lot. But at the same time, it felt cathartic to do that, to touch all those old memories. And you know how it is. There are little ornaments that just bring back all kinds of memories as soon as you see them. Silly little things you added to the tree over that years, over the years. Um, I really felt grateful for all the years that we had together that those ornaments represented. And like I said, yes, I cried a lot, (laughs) you know, but it was cathartic. And once I did it and I had put the little tiny tree up instead of our usual giant tree, and I didn't put everything on the tree, but I went through the ornaments and I put special ornaments on the tree. And I was so glad I did that. This year feels a little different for me. It's been almost two years since Jim died. And I've begun to embrace the differences. I've begun changing the way the house looks, choosing Christmas lights I know that he would have hated. (laughs) Right? He always wanted the ones that were all different colors, and he loved to have them all flashing. And I just, I couldn't. But now I can go out and I can buy all clear lights if I like and have a very classy look to it. I've started a new tradition of going to a special show or event, something that we hadn't done before. I'm going to start doing that. Even if I go alone to our local theater performance, Christmas performance, something to make a new tradition for myself. Right. I've stopped and this is, this is a big thing and you may not even realize you do it and it takes a while, but I've stopped looking at the door waiting for someone who's never going to come in. And instead, I've chosen to pay attention to the people who are right in front of me. When you get there, you get there. I anticipate there'll be heaviness in my heart and many memories of the over 20 Christmases I had with Jim. But I also am beginning to think that there could be new traditions and new friendships developing. I'm beginning to see beyond my immediate horizon. It's entirely possible to feel two things at once. You can feel happiness and sadness together. Some of you may have already experienced that. It's like little twin rivers running through your body, running through your soul. 
And the holidays really brings out that contrast. Christmas hurts at the same time that Christmas is awesome, right? Christmas is joy and love, but it also feels like sorrow all at the same time. And it's okay that you can feel all those things at once. I certainly know that first Christmas for me felt that way. Every ornament I pulled out of our ornament box brought me all that joy and memory and at the same time was like a knife in my heart. It was both things at once. There's a ton of advice for how to handle the holidays. You can ignore all the advice and do what your own heart tells you. If you can, push yourself to spend time with those you feel most comfortable with. Reach out if you can, especially to those who are real friends. Or you could even, if you choose to, stay home and spend the day completely alone, if that's what feels right for you. What I can tell you is, if this is your first Christmas without your spouse, it's going to hurt. It's going to be hard, but you'll get through it. And know that when it comes around next year, it's going to be a little less painful. The first year is hard. But Christmas is joyful and you can hold on to all the love you guys had together over the years. And recognize that it's not just you. Though it sure feels that way, doesn't it? There are thousands of people out there who are celebrating alone. And it's okay to do that. You could even plan a getaway if you can splurge on it, even if it's just a local hotel room. Change up your surroundings. Even better if you can fly to a beach somewhere. Do something so extraordinarily different than you've ever done for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever your holiday is before that it shakes you right out of the emotional pain. Whatever you choose, it is all up to you. I just want you to know that I think of every one of you and you are not alone, truly not alone. Thousands of widows are sharing what you feel. Thousands. We come through okay. We will come through okay. And then it's going to be 2017, an entirely clean new year. Make it yours. Embrace it and think of who you want to be. Really, who do you want to be? And then start acting as if. Are you the woman who drops some weight and dresses in classic stylish clothes and volunteers her time in her community? Be her. Get through the holidays, but no rebirth is waiting for you just on the other side. I thought a lot about this the past week. And while I was at the castle, I'm sure if many of you, if you follow me on Facebook, you know, I was back at the author castle down in Virginia again for a marketing summit and met amazing people there. Wonderful authors, writers of every background you can imagine. But I gave a lot of thought because I thought, you know, um, I coach widows, I coach one-on-one, 
And that's fabulous. It's fabulous for helping you understand your thoughts and understand what your needs are and see how you are going to be able to move forward. But I really thought about what was it that made such a huge difference for me that I was able to look forward to my life and begin to create an actually what I consider to be an extraordinary life for myself. And I thought, what happened that I did that, right? It hasn't even been two years yet. I'm still a few weeks away from the two-year mark. And I realized it's because that I went and became certified as a life coach and took additional training as a life coach. And that that was one of the things that made the difference for me. So I decided, and this is still in the baby beta program stages, I decided that I would offer to all of you the opportunity for me to train you as a coach, a coach who would work with widows. Now, I'm not going to take just anybody who applies and I can only handle about eight people for this beta because it's the first time I've tried to run a program like this. Um, but I want to do this. I want to give you the coaching tools that I learned so that you can reach out to help other widows. Because I think that's part of the process that begins to turn your life from kind of dreary or sad where it is right now with all the pain of grief to help you process through that and step into an extraordinary life of making a difference to other widows. So if you're interested in enrolling for that, you can email me at joanne at joannethelifecoach.com. Tell me you're interested to learn more about widow coaching so that you can reach out in your community to help others. And um, I will get some information for you. We can get on a call together and talk about it. So just email me at joanne at joannethelifecoach.com and let me know, right? I also produce and host Weight Coach Podcast, as well as I have been podcasting This Is Us, the TV show. You can look for both of those on iTunes and Google Music Play. Especially if you've watched This Is Us, it they just had their fall finale. Uh, they'll be back in early January again. Fantastic TV show. And if you haven't been watching This Is Us, don't try to jump into the middle of it. You have to go binge watch it and catch up. You have to start with the premiere episode and work your way through. But I'm sure you can find that on NBC's website. I know I get all the replays on um, NBC's app on my Apple TV. If you have an iPad or a tablet, surely the NBC app is there. It's free where you can go watch the earlier episodes of This Is Us and catch up with it. I cannot wait to share the next episode with you. Sometime between now and the end of the year, I'm going to do my wrap-up episode that I have been wanting to podcast since Thanksgiving, um, but I knew there would be more emerging in my own personal story and growth over the last month of this year as I approach the second anniversary of my loss. This will be an episode of growth and hope in future. 
no doubt a lot of melancholy mixed in. But as we all move into 2017, I want to share with you where I'm at at the end of two years as a widow. So this holiday season, plan something for yourself. Acknowledge that you're going to miss your spouse like crazy, but you can still find a little joy in the season, a little warmth for the heart. That's my wish. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you.